From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey and Charleston, South Carolina, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint for week one of the NFL season 2019, September 8th, 2019. Luke, it's time. Luke Morrow, host of the Morrow Morning Show on ESPN Radio 98.9 FM, Charleston, South Carolina. It's great to have football back. Looking forward to uh, getting it started here in a couple hours. It is. It is. Uh, great to have football back. It's great to have you back on the show. Oh, thank you. Well, it's good to be back. These are the, the, the Sunday mornings that I always look forward to the most. Yes, and uh, I know you're looking forward to me going to MetLife Stadium, enjoying week one of the 2019 NFL season, and watching the AFC champion New York Jets to be. <laughs> oh, well, I, uh, I can appreciate the optimism of, of a week one of the NFL season where, hey, everybody's zero and zero. You, everyone has a shot at, uh, at winning their conference. I do like the Jets, not only today, but all year long. We'll see if you can bring them luck or if you're the jinx today for New York and the season opener. My concern for them is two things. Number one, they're down in, in the linebacker core, losing Avery Williamson for the year with an ACL, Brandon Copeland suspended, and number two, or actually three things. Number two, what is Le'Veon Bell after all this time off? Is he the right running back? And number three, the Jets have had kicking problems since the start of training camp, and they're on their third kicker, uh, an absolute no-name, who was a cast-off of the Bears and the, and the Ravens, I believe. And, yeah, I'm, the fact that I'm confused about that says, I think, volumes about what the Jets kicking situation is. Yeah, you know, it's funny that in the current state of the NFL with all the scoring and a good quarterback play, that a lot of teams seem to have concerns with the kickers this year. Uh, my Vikings, the same deal. Obviously, the Bears, after what happened last year. But there's quite a few teams this season that hope to compete for a playoff spot that maybe their biggest weakness is is the kicker, which is a position that we always think is so so simple and, and almost forgettable at times. Uh, but I, in terms of the Jets, otherwise, I really love uh, everything they did this offseason. I, I, Antonio Brown coming to New England changes things, but I thought maybe a couple of days ago the Jets had the most talented roster in the division. Just what is the progress going to be for Darnold in year two? Quarterbacks usually take a huge step forward from year one to year two. Uh, winning percentage doubles from year one to year two for quarterbacks. Uh, in their second year in the NFL. Uh, so, you know, I like the offseason for the Jets. Obviously, it's tough to try to leapfrog the Patriots. You have to try to compete for a wild card. But but we'll see what happens today with uh, the debut of Gase and Darnold. And in terms of Le'Veon Bell, he may start off a little bit slow, uh, in part because we know his running style is that, that patient style where he, he may have to figure out his offensive line a little bit more than just jumping in today and looking like Le'Veon Bell from two years ago. Uh, after not playing for, for quite some time. But uh, the Jets, I think, will get things rolling and, and uh, will compete for a wild card spot this year and, and have a winning record. This isn't a fantasy podcast. That comes up next. But Ty Montgomery, keep an eye on Ty Montgomery, folks. He was really impressive in the preseason when Bell didn't get one rep. Yeah, and I like that addition as well. Actually, I tried to pick him up. Speaking of fantasy, I tried to pick him up on one of my teams this week. I have to go check if I got him on the waiver wire. But he's a, he's a guy that can do a little bit of everything out of the backfield, and he's a, a, kind of the opposite of what a Le'Veon Bell brings to the table, and, and he's a good um, little gadget type of player for Gase and that offense. And uh, especially for a young quarterback like Sam Darnold, he can do some special things with him to try 
to help out the quarterback. Are you telling me that you, the professional voice of the Citadel, did not have your fantasy team open in the broadcast booth this weekend to see if if you picked up somebody off the waiver wire? I'm very superstitious, and I'm really into routines, just like uh, an actual athlete. So I never, I, I don't check until Sunday morning before. I have my routine before kickoff, and it includes setting my fantasy lineup. So I don't check until Sunday morning. Okay, then. The quirks of Luke Morrow come back on this radio program. That must mean it's it's the start of a season. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do you believe that you have the NFC champion Minnesota Vikings facing the Falcons at 1 p.m.? Do we have a Morrow versus Schilling um, Super Bowl? Well, as a Vikings fan, you I don't think you're ever that optimistic, but... I do think they have the, the roster or the talent. I mean, they still have almost the same starting lineup on both sides of the football from the team that did go to the NFC Championship two years ago. There really hasn't been much change. Obviously, the big one has been the quarterback position, but Kirk Cousins is better than Case Keenum now. From last year to this year, you add uh, Gary Kubiak to run the offense, which should help Cousins and just the offense as a whole. They drafted a talented tight end. Dalvin Cook is now another year removed from uh, the torn ACL. Um, so... The roster is still pretty much the same. Uh, still had a top defense from a year ago. All uh, Ten of those starters are coming back this season. So they have all the pieces. It really comes down to, at the end of the day, Kirk Cousins and this offense. Can he make enough plays? Because he didn't last year. I mean, his numbers were great, but if you watch the games, he, he didn't do enough a year ago for the Vikings. Now, uh, second year playing with these guys in that stadium with this team should be more comfortable. And you bring in Kubiak, whose offense should suit Cousins better. So... Will they win the NFC? As a Vikings fan, I'm, I'm smarter than to, to say yes, but do they have the, the talent or the roster to be able to try to pull it off if things go their way? I, I think certainly, just knowing the Vikings over the years, they usually don't have things go their way. And so we'll see how Kirk Cousins looks today uh, against the Falcons. Falcons, Vikings, 1 p.m. That game is on the Fox network, uh, the, the FOX network, for those who are confused. Bills Jets are on the CBS network. That's the one that starts with a C, CBS. Got to get your, your things all lined up, your remotes working properly. Per NFL.com, the, the, the Falcons have not won at Minnesota since week 16 of the 2008 season. What's up with that? Yeah, Mike Zimmer seems to have Matt Ryan's number. Uh, in his three starts against Zimmer in Minnesota, he's 0-3. The last two were in Atlanta, and they scored a total of 19 points in those two losses at home. And Julio Jones, who just got that huge contract, uh, has uh, a total of about 115 receiving yards in those three games against Mike Zimmer and Xavier Rhodes. So for whatever reason, Zimmer and the Vikings seem to have Matt Ryan and the Falcons' number, uh, knock on wood, over the last couple of years. Now they actually get to play them at home. They've beaten them on the road the last couple of years. Now we'll see how they can do here uh, at home today. But but they played really well against Matt Ryan. The Vikings defense is healthy. It's, it's week one. Everyone's fresh. We'll see if they can keep it going against the Falcons offense because the Falcons, their defense isn't good enough. That was the problem last year. Run game, and they're not going to win a lot of games with their run game, even with Devontae Freeman. So Matt Ryan needs to have a good day, and, and they have to try to uh, you know out, out, they have to try to beat teams by uh, throwing it frequently throughout the game. So we'll see uh, how Ryan and Jones do today. This is a sprint, so we got to pick up the pace. Uh, Titans, Browns, that's where you'll find Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Luke, Browns, Odell Beckham. I think everybody knows the storylines of this offseason. 
I think the question is cohesiveness. Does Baker Mayfield have a slump? Is there cohesiveness week one to, sorry, year one to year two? Where did the chips fall in week one against what could be Marcus Mariota's last year as a Titan? There's a lot riding on the line for Tennessee. Yeah, there sure is. I mean, what a bizarro world here where Nance and Romo, they're doing a Titans-Browns game. I mean, that would that'd be one of the games to watch golf during the last couple of years. Yes, and just hold on one second. This is Nance's first game and the A-Crew's first game in Cleveland since 2010. They did a Browns game last year. They've done Browns games as part of Thursday Night Football. This is their first game, though, in Cleveland itself in nine years. That kind of speaks to um, the Browns this year, and even just my concerns, at least early in the season. You know, for the first time, they have pressure on them. And when Baker Mayfield played well and Freddie Kitchens was calling the plays at the end of last year, everything looked good, but it's a lot different when you take over a team that, that the coach was fired and they were whatever they were, three and seven, you know, whatever the record was, a lot different than now heading into this season where they have, you know, some of the best odds to try to win the AFC. I want to see how it works with a first-time head coach and a second-year quarterback and and some big personalities uh, on that sideline with now pressure that they have to go out and perform. Otherwise, it's going to be a big disappointment. And in today's game specifically, you look at the Titans. Titans are nine and seven, three straight years. Titans have a top 10 offensive line. They beat four playoff teams a year ago. They were the least penalized team in the league, so they're well coached. And they go up against the Browns team that, you know, they won one out of their eight games last year against teams with winning records. Uh, they have a, a bottom 10 offensive line in the league. Obviously, Freddie Kitchen's debut, Baker Mayfield's second year. I know Cleveland's at home. They're pretty big favorites. Um, but there's a lot of concerns for me, at least in this game, going up against Tennessee. Uh, I actually like the Titans here on the road to spoil the debut. The Browns haven't won a season opener in 15 years. I, I think they lose today, and we already start questioning this Cleveland team. I totally agree. Giants-Cowboys, a battle of two running backs that did not compete in the preseason. Uh, Zeke gets his money. He was held out. Does Marshall Falk and what he was doing in Cabo good enough versus Saquon Barkley, who was held out of the preseason but was participating the whole time uh, in training camp, so at least he knows what he's doing. Um, What's your read on Zeke? Week one, been away from the team. He thinks he's ready for a full workload. Um, seems like the Cowboys are open to it if they like what they see early on. What's your read? He's on one of my fantasy teams as well, getting back to fantasy, so he better play well today and, and all season long. He better be ready to go. But uh, I, I read that the, you know, they're preparing to use him for 20 to 25 snaps today. Um, we'll see uh, how he fares. And this is a giant team. You know, I was surprised that the Cowboys gave in when they did because they have such an easy schedule here. In September, they should be able to win these games even without Zeke. You would think you could beat the Giants at home even without, at this point, a 100%, you know, a 100% version of Ezekiel uh, Elliott. The big question to me is actually Dak Prescott. Uh, for one, he has never played really well in week one. Three years, he has one total passing touchdown in week one in his first three years in the league. He's a bit of a slow starter. And now this year you have the new offense with Kellen Moore running things. So I want to see what that looks like and how much better or different that makes Dak Prescott and this offense. So that's actually the biggest concern. I think Zeke um, won't won't uh, get as many touches as he normally does. I don't think he'll be quite as sharp. I think he'll be fine today. But uh, the bigger question against the Giants is how is Dak going to play week one and how is that offense going to look? For me, it comes down to Eli Manning. He's got, he loses his, his, his big wide receiver for the year, but you've got enough pieces 
piecemealing together that I think they can do something. The question becomes, do they have enough? And obviously you lose Odell Beckham. Do you have enough there with all your weapons available for them to succeed? And I I think they do um, have enough weapons for Eli Manning. The question is, how good is Eli Manning? And that's a, that's a, a question that has no answer, really. Yeah, I don't think he's good enough, and uh, I think finally the Giants will will realize that here in the next few months. Yes, and finally, Pat Steelers, Antonio Brown not available tonight. We will get to that at a later date. To me, you 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 know me. I've been skeptical of Big Ben. Yet everybody says this is a happier Steeler camp now that Antonio Brown's gone. I don't know what to make out of the Steelers. I do know what to make out of the Patriots. I think the Patriots win this game fairly easily, motivated and picked up by Gronk's presence tonight, probably for the trophy. Ooh, that's where we differ. I'm actually going with the Steelers, probably to win outright, but at least to cover the five and a half. I think the Steelers may even win tonight. Uh, the Patriots are going to be great. Even before Antonio Brown, I picked them to win the AFC because of the Brady to Belichick. But I look at this Patriots team. It's week one. They always seem to experiment in September. They have a better, better winning percentage in the playoffs than they do in September. Uh, they've, they've won just about 60% of their games in September with Belichick and Brady, which is good for most teams. But the Patriots, after September, their winning percentage shoots up to you know almost 80%. So they're vulnerable early in the year. Remember when the Chiefs embarrassed them week one a couple years ago? Uh, they get better as the year goes on. And you look at this team, um, obviously no Gronkowski. Their two tight ends both are unavailable tonight. Their first-round draft pick at receiver is out tonight. Um, Josh Gordon just came back to the team. Demarius Thomas just came back to the team. So they got a lot of moving pieces offensively. I don't know how sharp they'll be tonight. Meanwhile, the Steelers, this is their chance with everything going on with Antonio Brown to, to show that you know they're they're vindicated and a fresh start. And uh, as you said, you know, happy locker room. It's the Patrick Ewing theory that a team gets better after losing their star, and we've seen it before. Um, the, the Patriots, Raiders, uh, Vikings all got all improved their record the year after Randy Moss. Um, T.O., three teams improved their records the year after T.O. The Bengals went to the playoffs after they got rid of Ocho Cinco. Lions went to the playoffs after they got rid of Calvin Johnson. Uh, I think the Steelers win the division this year, and I think it starts with a win tonight on the national stage in New England to set the tone. Luke, we're getting to the end of our radio program. Aww. You're very late with that. I'm disappointed in you. I'm a little rusty. I forgot about that. Okay, well, I'm glad you're there. Your game of the day. Game of the day, I think, I think I'm think i going to say that Steelers-Patriots Sunday Night Football. I am with you on that, though I believe this Jets game will be a major... Um, um, how can I put this? It's a major look at, at where this team might be going. That's fair. I'm looking forward to watching it. Yes. Um, your uh, sleeper game. Chargers. Uh, I think the Colts could still win, even with Jacoby Brissett. Really? I like this team a lot. I think Brissett's stepping into a good situation. I think he's good enough, and the Chargers obviously one of the best teams in the AFC. Uh, I think it's a really intriguing matchup. Wow, that is very interesting. That's not who I was going to pick. You, you know what my sleeper game is for today? What's that? My sleeper game for today... I can't. My my thing is running slowly here. Chiefs Jags. The Jags made a lot of changes in the offseason. Do the Chiefs have a slacker game in week one, knowing how talented they are, knowing that they might be the Super Bowl champions? Uh, 
yeah, I mean, Jags still have a top 10 defense. People are expecting Mahomes to take a step back down the road today in Jacksonville. We'll, we'll find out right away. Your uh, game to watch golf during, there is none. Sorry, on TV. Golf comes back oh, next week. Man. I guess I'll be forced to watch the uh, Bengals at the Seahawks then this afternoon. <laughs> Bengals, Seahawks. Uh, I'm going with 49ers, Bucks. I'm sorry, I can't get up for that game. Both teams stink. Yeah, well, 49ers, they may be, they're one of my picks for the playoffs this year. Really? I, I should have listened to the Morrow Morning Show. Yeah, seriously. You guys do your, your prep. Your player to watch. Ah, uh, man. I mean, week one, there's so many to choose from. Um, I, I'm going obvious, I guess. I'll say Baker Mayfield that debut with Cleveland. Big spot for the Browns. Let's see how they perform at home. Sam Darnold, they're going to open up the offense. Watch, watch them and watch Jamison Crowder. He may be the sleeper in one of the best offseason transactions and pickups in all of football. And I do have him uh, on one of my fantasy teams as well. So, Luke, so. thank you for coming on Teeing It Up for the Sunday Sprint. We will see you all season long. Can't wait. My pleasure. All right. Now we're going to do a live phone transition. We've never, this is one of the rare times we've done this in Teeing It Up history. Let's see if this works. Hello? We are live. We are on the air. This is a live transition from Luke Morrow to Danny Flecka. Danny, good morning. How's it going, man? I'm I'm good. Um, Well done on not, like, venting about something off air, thinking you were off air. That was very professional of you. All right. Your fantasy yeses and noes for week one. If you uh, are forced to bench Antonio Brown, and we'll talk about Antonio Brown during the week, but from a fantasy perspective, Antonio Brown goes from the Raiders, signs to the Patriots, ineligible for week one. If you have him and you need to bench him for week one, where do you go? 
So maybe I can justify some people off the waiver wire. Uh, I think if you're looking at your bench, you, you got to look like on the Giants, number one wide receiver there. I forward to that. Didn't know this morning that Byron Jones is going to be on a snap count. He's their best defensive back and probably would be shadowing Shepard. So I do think that Shepard could be a, a good play for the Giants today. Uh, I think if you're, you want to roll the dice, someone like Robbie Anderson could be a decent play. Uh, you know, he's going to be shadowed by Davis White on the field, making it a tough matchup. But if you got nowhere else to go, he, he's a decent enough play. I think in an offense that's going to be looking to take some day. And, and he's capitalized on that a lot with Sam Darnold uh, last year. So he could be someone you can look at. And I think that, if, you know, if you're really scratching the bottom of the barrel trying to look for someone, you know, I mentioned Marquise Goodwin is someone who could be a good play um, out in San Francisco. And then if you're looking again for something, you know, maybe someone like Michael Gallup on the Cowboys, uh, you know, Janoris Jenkins is probably going to be shadowing Amari Cooper. While that's not necessarily uh, a, a lockdown matchup, you know, it, it is a tougher matchup for the Cowboys. So perhaps, you know, someone like Michael Gallup against the second corner on the Giants could um, two more fantasy questions, and then we'll move to gambling. Um, number one, if you are a team that has Saquon Barkley or Zeke, neither participated in the preseason. Saquon was with the team all preseason, so he at least was, was running plays in practice and in training camp. Zeke was in Cabo training with Marshall Falk, uh, what the heck do you do if you have either of these two guys? Do you trust them in week one? Oh, absolutely. I don't think anything changes players. The Giants and the Cowboys both have not had any change from like an offensive perspective. Uh, you know, court overall team change. I think that the Cowboys are going to feed Ezekiel Elliott. They're gonna, again, their game plan and their success is milking the clock running the ball, leaving that defense out there for as little as possible, and capitalizing on turnovers when they have the opportunity to create them. So, I think you think Elliott sees 25, you know, possibly 20 to 25 touches today. And now, uh, finally, kickers have been a problem all over the NFL. The Jets are a prime example. They're on their third one just in this training camp preseason and now in the week one. What kickers are, like, what do you do if you just don't know if you trust your kicker. I guess you got to roll out whoever you have and pray that teams go for two. I, I just, fantasy kicking right now must be a really interesting aspect of fantasy football. I mean, the kickers are really like the least important player on your team. But in reality, you want them to be able to get you, you know, somewhere between 8 and 11 points a game. Exactly. A couple of extra points and some field goals, um, you know, some kickers, you know, the old reliables like Justin Tucker, Will Lutz, um, Harrison Butker in, uh, in Kansas City are always good plays because they, they play on uh, high-scoring offenses. You know, Justin Tucker has a leg that is pretty accurate. But if you're looking for some under-the-radar kickers that maybe are out there on the waiver wire, you know, you could look at guys like uh, Matt Bryant, who just got re-signed in Atlanta, who's been Mr. Automatic. Um, I think... The Falcons play, I heard the other day, like 13 games this year in, indoors or on turf or something like that, which is a really absurd number of games. So uh, they're at home today or in Minnesota, I can't remember. But either in, way, in, in Minnesota, where they haven't won since 2008. Yeah, but it's, it's perfect kicking conditions, you know, so you can look at that. You can also look out west in Seattle. 
Jason Myers is a, is a really good kicker, and uh, he's on the Seattle team that should be putting up some points and getting some good drives against the Bengals today. And again, I, I'm going to go back to the, the San Francisco game. Robbie Gould out in San Francisco, he's uh, one of the better kickers that no one ever talked about. You know, he's looking to get his way out of there, but, you know, I do expect a lot of points in those games, so he could be in, in line for a decent fantasy game. Talking to Danny Fleck of Fantasy Gambling, portion teeing it up. Jason Myers, Jets Pro Bowl kicker. They would not pay him. They let him go, and the Jets have had problems ever since. All right, gambling-wise, your gambling yeses, your gambling noes. So I like uh, today, there are four games I really like uh, throughout the weekend. I'm uh, on the Jets today. I know that probably scares you a little bit going to the game and, and seeing them play, but... I think offensively they'll be able to get some drives going. I think defensively they're going to be fast and flying to the ball. Um, you know, the key for them is maintaining Josh Allen within the pocket, forcing him to pass, and you know maybe causing a couple turnovers. But I do like what their matchup uh, suggests today, and I think we're going to see that that jump from Sam Darnold this year. Uh, another matchup I like is Arizona plus two and a half against Detroit. I know it's, it's tough backing a rookie quarterback and a rookie coach the first week of the season, but I, I think that the Lions, despite – I think they're going to be improved. I do think that Arizona will create some problems for them. I think it's going to be a shootout because Arizona is depleted on, on defense. Uh, but I think Arizona at home, first game of the season, rolling out some new wrinkles on offense that they didn't show in the preseason might create some issues. This might be the only time I really back Arizona, but I do like the match that they have. Uh, third game I like are, are the Giants seven and a half against Dallas. Um, you know, the Giants the last couple of years as an underdog, I think I read the other day, are ten and ten and three ATS. And last year there were seven and one ATS on the road as dogs. Um, you know, those are some good numbers to have. Seven and a half points first week of the season, divisional matchup, I think a lot. Uh, I think the Giants keep it close. I don't think they're gonna win, but I think it's a closer game than people think. I, I don't I think Dallas is going to roll all over them like people expect. I do think the Giants keep it close, and again, seven and a half is a lot of points. And I am going with the Monday night game tomorrow, Houston plus seven against New Orleans. New Orleans is uh, one of the best teams in the league, but they're notoriously slow starters. And last year we saw them, uh, you know, first two weeks of the season have some issues. They've, they've had those issues in the past. I think that Houston has enough on offense to get things going. Uh, Will Fuller's healthy. DeAndre Hopkins is healthy. Um, you know they're gonna have Deshaun Watson hopefully healthy. They keep him upright. I think that's gonna be a high-scoring game, and I think the Texans are able to cover seven points. And then the games you're avoiding for any reason? Yeah, I think I'm gonna stay away from that Kansas City Jacksonville game. I, I I can't get a real read on that. It's gonna be hot down in Florida. Kansas City beat them pretty handily last year in Kansas City, but it was the only game that Mahomes didn't throw a touchdown pass in. Well, I, I think he's able to get a couple today. I think Jacksonville's defense is going to create some problems for them. And I think that their defense still is going to take some time to gel and, and get after it. So I think that that game is really hard to read. I think it's four and a half uh, in favor of Kansas City. If anything, I'm leaning towards Jacksonville as a home dog. But I'm going to stay away from that game. Um, I'm going to stay away to from... That Seattle line, I know it's big, nine and a half, and they're at home. But Seattle on offense, I want to see them the first couple of weeks just to see how they utilize their new pieces and, and how they, they come together. They lost a lot on offense and on defense, and I don't know if David Clowney is going to be um, ready to go. And 
it's going to be tough for me to take that that many points as a as a home favorite. So I'm going to stay away from that game too. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. I I I go to sign off off the air. Um, but <laughs> but uh, my my voice was not ready for it. Danny Flecka, thank you uh, very much, as always, for uh, coming on Teeing It Up for the Fantasy Gambling Angle. We will see you next week for week two. Sounds good, my man. Have fun today. You got it. Uh, we're off to MetLife. Oh, oh, one last thing. You still with us, Danny? Yep. Over under seven and a half for stupid uh, Jumbotron uh, gimmicks today at, at the Jets game. Where, uh, where are you going with this? I don't know. I, I haven't been to a game in a long time, but I'll take the the over on that sweet one. Okay, I'll let you know. And I I agree. I think I I think they'll trot out some really stupid stuff that just will not work and will be deleted for future games. Danny, thank you, thank you all for listening to Teeing It Up, and enjoy your football Sunday. <laughs>